Emergency podcast time here on Locked On Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins trading for pass rusher Bradley Chubb and running back Jeff Wilson in the build up to the trade deadline. A busy afternoon for general manager Chris Greer. What does it mean? How do we change? I'm glad you asked. Some initial impressions here on this emergency podcast edition of Locked On Dolphins. Are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. And oh my goodness, what a chaotic stretch this is. For the Miami Dolphins, a couple of trades. Chris Greer wheeling and dealing, trading for Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson, sending first and fourth round picks to Denver, along with running back Chase Edmonds, no less, for Bradley Chubb and a future fifth round pick. And then shortly thereafter, it being announced that the Dolphins were sending a fifth round pick to San Francisco for running back Jeff Wilson, who is now reunited with Mike McDaniel. And wow. Okay. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 extra money on your entry. First time users can receive an 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Let's 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 get into this now because when when the Dolphins were the team that was reported to be kicking the tires on Bradley Chubb, um, it raised my eyebrows because I had a lot of the same initial thoughts and impressions as many as you did, which was, huh, that's interesting. Not an offensive lineman, although Brandon Shell has certainly mitigated that need at offensive tackle in the absence of Austin Jackson, who, by the way, uh, the team announced on Tuesday uh, was coming off of injured reserve. And Liam Eikenberg was being placed on injured reserve. So we'll see where uh, Austin Jackson ends up getting his opportunity based on the presence of Brandon Shell. But he is at, at the very least on the active roster and off injured reserve, although we should not expect him to play this week, according to Mike McDaniel, which he said that on Monday. Let's keep track. A lot of news here. What about a corner? What about a running back? Well, they, they did go out and they did get a running back in Jeff Wilson, who's very familiar with the system and has had success in this very system. So for a chase, a player in Chase Edmonds who signed a two-year deal, um, but next to no dead cap ramifications based on the two-year contract that the Dolphins gave Chase Edmonds, uh, I will applaud the Dolphins for mitigating their losses as it pertains to Chase Edmonds, who you had a really good feeling about in the summer and at training camp and in the preseason and week one against New England, um, but then really struggled with drops, wasn't as effective as Raheem Mostert. Okay, done. It's done. It's over with. It's gone. Uh, you have moved on and put a position, a play, uh, put an insurance policy in the system in Jeff Wilson who's had a lot of success in this Mike McDaniel-style offense uh, in San Francisco. So the fact that they addressed running back kind of checked that box. I know some people were interested in, in Kareem Hunt. I didn't necessarily know that they needed that kind of a splash move. Um, but, but Bradley Chubb, did you need a pass rusher over a corner? 
After all, this is a coverage over pass rush team. But here's the thing. Byron Jones still does exist, even though he does not exist for the Dolphins roster this year, or to, the, to this point at the very least. It sounds like they still expect him back at some point. And what Bradley Chubb allows you to do is to be more effective in the style of defense that you have had to play since losing Mackenzie Alexander and Trill Williams and Nick Needham and starting the year without Byron Jones, which is a defense that is much, 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 much more heavy in zone coverages. And that adjustment and playing more zone because it is the safer way to play with what keeping things in front of you and seeing things and keying through receivers to the quarterback and having landmarks instead of trust instead of putting lesser corners in a position to have to play on an island outside in one on one in a lot of high stress situations. The Dolphins have not played that way because they don't have the horses to play that way right now. Instead, a lot of cover three, a lot of Tampa two. Those coverages, if you're going to play soft, you have to be able to win with a more organic pass rush. And I've been defending the honor of Jalen Phillips as a pass rusher, but here's, the, here's the, the truth of the matter. The last three games, Next Gen Stats tracks what a player's distance is away from the quarterback at the, at the throw of the ball. Jalen Phillips, in each of the last three games for the Dolphins, has been significantly closer to the quarterback on on average across every pass attempt than the league average of, I believe it is 4.35 yards. So he is winning. He is getting close. He is impacting the quarterback. Jalen Phillips is. But the last three games, there has not been another pass rusher on the Dolphins that has exceeded that league average threshold according to next-gen stats. Which means Jalen Phillips is the only pass rusher right now who is consistently winning his rush opportunities. And that's across a three-game sample size. That's Minnesota, that's Pittsburgh, and that is Detroit. Bradley Chubb gives you another player who you feel more comfortable with rushing for and getting home faster so that you can play the zone coverage style of defense that you have adopted this year out of necessity. Bradley Chubb allows you to continue to play that. And then in the perfect world this season, well, we'll talk about long-term ramifications, but in the perfect world this season, Byron Jones at some point does come back. And now suddenly your corners are Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Cater Kohu in the slot, who has shown the ability to play some man coverage. He played man coverage and played outside corner uh, against Detroit. With Javon Holland at free safety, we're going to figure out that other safety spot amongst the options that we have on the roster right now, whether it's Eric Rowe, whether they do something to move Eric Rowe, whether they do something else. And you can go back to playing on an island, but now you have a couple of first-round caliber physical talents in the primes of their career. Bradley Chubb, He's 26 years old. He was the fifth overall pick in 2018, and he is a Miami Dolphin. So amidst the questions, I understand, well, let's go get another corner so we can go back to playing this. 
with the investments that's made in the cornerback room. Instead, the Dolphins are saying, let's go get a player that's going to allow us to play what we have to play now. And then when Byron Jones comes back, now we can have the best of both worlds. That's how I'm processing the trade. Am I going to guarantee you it's going to work? No, of course I can't. It'd be irresponsible for me to do. I don't have the answers, but I'm, I'm telling you what likely the assessment of the situation is and why Bradley Chubb was a player that they settled on. Now, there's players on the roster that are going to have ramifications for this as too. Andrew Van Ginkle, Melvin Ingram, Emmanuel Agba, Christian Wilkins in the front. No, there, there's going to be cap ramifications and things. The picture is going to have to change a little bit for the Dolphins, for sure, long term. But at the very least, what you know is you got Bradley Chubb on one side and you got Jalen Phillips on the other. If you have complaints about what this pass rush has looked like, I promise you, I promise you this, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Talking about this Dolphins defense, and I got an analogy for everybody. Uh, your home, it's like the end zone. You want the best defense that you can possibly have. Did you, you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? It's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy the advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for the third year in a row. Do not miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend, which is Simply Safe. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. Simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There is no safe. Like Simply Safe. So uh, as we sit here and we process the news of the moves the Dolphins have made, and listen, it's three thirty. <laughs> it's three thirty on Tuesday afternoon. The deadline's not over for another half hour. There's a very realistic chance that it ends up being another move. And if we get another move, you know what that means? It is going to be another podcast. We're going to do as many podcasts as we need to. Uh, speaking of, news coming through here. Um, <clears throat> but Bradley Chubb and his presence, and, and this is a player who probably, I say probably, is going to command top 10, top 15 um financials at the position when it's all said and done now you can make you can make the argument that 26 and a half sacks across five seasons he had 12 as a rookie then he played four games and then he had seven and a half and then he played eight games and now this year he's played in eight games he has five and a half sacks he's made the pro bowl once you could say well is that is that really going to command top of market money and if the answer is no then what we can do is we can look at and try to find the sweet spot. And I like to try to be as, as prepared for this as I possibly can. So we'll look at average salaries at the edge rusher position, and we're going to use our friends over at uh, Spot Track for this. But this is important because, again, remember, we just signed Emmanuel Ogba to a contract. 
we have a Christian Wilkins contract upcoming up front. Manuel Agba got 16.35. That's good for 15th amongst edge rushers in the NFL. That contract, you know, we, you can have a whole conversation about what it looks like. But uh, the top of the market is TJ Watt, $28 million. Joey Bosa, 27. Miles Garrett, 25. Khalil Mack yeah, with the Chargers, 23.5. Max Crosby, 23.5. Leonard Williams, 21. Von Miller, 20. I would imagine that Chubb will probably angle with the in continued in increase in salary cap to angle for $20 million. But again, remember, this is how this works. You give a player a signing bonus. You can prorate the dollars out across the entire life of the contract. And in the case of what teams are doing now, you can put extra years on the back end of contracts in which the player is not under contract, but void years where you are willingly signing away future draft cap or future salary cap space. So if you sign Bradley Chubb to a five-year deal and you put a sixth year on it and prorate one-sixth of a signing bonus, you could pay a $24 million signing bonus and it's a $4 million cap hit, right? And if you give a $24 million signing bonus in year one of the extension, what that ends up doing is then you can give a $1 million base salary. So you can pay $25 million, but only count for $5 million against the cap when it's all said and done. These are hypothetical numbers. I, I, can, I cannot emphasize that enough. But this is how the Dolphins are going to make this work from a financials perspective over the next couple of years is they're going to layer these. They're going to feather these. They'll do some contract restructures. Uh, but Bradley Chubb is owed $7.06 million the rest of the way. $7.06 million. The Dolphins will pay that. And then from there, that is when we will, it, as that, that is the prorated portion of the fifth-year option that he played in Denver. What you will do from there is you, you will have likely a reduced 2023 and possibly a reduced 2024 salary cap space. But what's important for Miami is to find all of these chunk years for who they identify to be their core players and get them in before they commit to a second contract to quarterback to a tongue of Aloha, which if we had any doubts as far as what direction the Dolphins were going to commit themselves to, I think they've left very little wiggle room to go a different direction. One would assume the team is going to push forward with Tua tongue of Aloha based off the sample size that he provided earlier this season, based on the fact that the Dolphins do not have the draft capital to make any other big splashy maneuvers at the position, they're going to be a team that throughout the rest of the rookie contract window, and you've seen this in other places. Denver's done this. Not Denver. Buffalo's done this. Uh, Kansas City has done this. Quarterback contracts are almost an entirely different beast because of the amount of volume of money that is typically associated with them. Stashing them and finding a way to take what usually for most players is one or two years of reduced cap hits versus actual volume of cash that's been given. Kansas City and Buffalo have built two to three year runways. So that's important to remember. Tua Tungvaloa is still on his rookie deal. This team feels like they're very committed to Tua Tungvaloa right now based on those extra draft picks that were the insurance policy. Well, 
they lost one of them because of the transgressions of tampering this offseason and then the previous offseason. But another one's now going to a young pass rusher. So from the time that you start the second contract, you probably have three years beyond that as an optimal window to play with the money and make it work, which gives us all the wiggle room that we need right now based on the current status of Tua Tungvaloa's contract for players like Bradley Chubb to fit into the mix. Now, you'll have some aging players. You'll have some contracts that likely turn into lemons. It's a part of the nature of the beast. It happens. I'm not ready to punt on Emmanuel Agba, but I do sit here and I ask myself, okay, financially speaking, Agba's on average getting $16 million. He's been quiet this year. Now, he suffered a back injury. He's 28 years old. But the way the Dolphins structured the Emmanuel Agba deal, you can get through to the end of 2023. So the rest of this year and all of next year, Emmanuel Agba can be under contract. Remember, this is a four-year, $65 million contract. And after 2023, you can release him outright and save $14 million in cap space. You only carry a $4 million dead cap hit. If you release him after June 1st, you have a $2 million dead cap hit and you save $60 million in cap space. So Agba's likely here this year and next year. Okay. I don't think there's a way that it would make sense to move him off of the roster to free up the space otherwise. Christian Wilkins. Remember, Christian Wilkins is getting ready to play his fifth-year option. You can extend Christian Wilkins, and what that will allow you to do is do the same thing that we're presuming is going to happen with Bradley Chubb. In that the first year and the second year, you're going to have reduced cap hits relative to the volume that has been paid out. Walking the tightrope will be difficult. It will require some contract restructures, but the Dolphins won't have any problem. You are just now whittling down on what you've been building for three years. Flexibility. This is why when the Dolphins hit the reset button and they stripped down all the cap space and they committed themselves fully to fiscal responsibility, allocating draft picks, building a young core, having young talent on rookie contracts. It all builds to moments like this. This is why you do it. Because at the end of the day, the Bills still have Josh Allen and the Chiefs still have Patrick Mahomes. Right? You have elite quarterbacks in the conference that you have to contend with every year. So what are you going to do? Are you going to continue to sit there and sit on your hands every year and say, well, we'll have a lot of cap space. That's nice. We'll have flexibility for in perpetuity, like the Indianapolis Colts have. Look at what the Indianapolis Colts did year over year over year. They sung the praises of Chris Ballard. A lot of draft picks. They, they draft in volume. They, they continue to trade back and get extra draft picks. They have all this cap space. And what did they do with it? They, ha they had a very strong nucleus. And instead of having conviction with it and buying in and going out and making a splash or alternatively committing to a young quarterback, they went rental to rental to rental to rental, to, which is where they are at now, which is a team with a losing record. They just fired their offensive coordinator. They brought in Matt Ryan, who, is, who they've benched. And now Chris Ballard and Frank Wright are on the hot seat. At some point, you got to have conviction in the bill. If nothing else, I love this for the fact that it's conviction in the work that you've done since 2019. Can't guarantee it's going to work and it's all going to come up roses. But you've given yourself a chance. You've given yourself a really talented young player.
That's all you can ask for. Well, you can ask for a lot more than that, but you, you've done the process right. And at, every, at, at, at any, any rebuild that you undertake, at some point, you've got to push play and say, we are ready. And the Dolphins are telling us they think they're ready. And that this is a piece that will allow them to take the unforced changes in the style of play and thrive within that until they can then have the best of both worlds and truly be a chameleon defense that can play press coverage, scheme up pressures, and quickly win one-on-ones, or play zone coverage, rush four, and win off the edge. It's going to be a very interesting back half of the season for the Miami Dolphins. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Pick two to five players, and if their score goes more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 extra money on any entry. It's daily fantasy done right. So you could say, well, I want Bradley Chubb plus uh, a half a sack, so over half a sack. I want Jeff Wilson, new Dolphins running back, over 38 and a half rushing yards, and I want Tua Tungvaloa over 250 passing yards. You hit it, you hit your parlay, you're not playing anybody else. It's you versus the prize picks projections. It's fun. Really fun way to, to take the stress out of playing against other people. It's you just versus the house. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you can imagine, including NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, PGA, college football, men's and women's college basketball, WNBA, soccer, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and believe it or not, more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is safe and fast withdrawals and available in up to 30 states and Canada. So go to prizepicks.com or download the Prize Picks apps to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match with promo code Locked On. So you put a hundo in, they're going to give you another hundo. You give 50 in, they're going to give you another 50. Go to prizepicks.com, download the app. Don't forget promo code Locked On and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Listen, I feel for Jeff Wilson, and I, I feel for the move of Chase Edmonds because you know it's not small moves. But when you send a 2023-1, as a part of a deal, a 2024-4, a running back with a significant salary cap, and you get back Bradley Chubb in a 2025-5, it's going to dominate the conversation, right? It has to. I mean, that's a, it's a huge deal. Well, you can look at the trade back with San Francisco uh, back in 2021. And the final tally of the maneuvers of that deal, although there is still a third-round selection that needs to be settled when it's all said and done, but the, the premier assets turned into Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. I'd say you hit, personally. <laughs> I'd say you, you did a job well done with that trade. And, of course, this is uh, the last premier parts of the Laramie Tunsil deal as well. Uh, the dividends in which Miami reaped of that, uh, we could go on forever about. We will not. Uh, but this is a pretty monumental trade for the asset that's being moved in that San Francisco 49ers uh, first-round pick. Feels good to, to not be on 49ers watch every week. Uh, you can just worry about the Dolphins, right? Let, let's take care of our own business here. We're obviously at that juncture in the season at 5-3 and three with the schedule that we have in front of us. Uh, we have some opportunities. And to know that the Dolphins were one of the teams to go all in and say, we are ready to compete. and We think we can win and we think we have the pieces. 
And we'll see when we get Byron Jones back. They have not dismissed that as being a possibility. And we might not. But if you don't, it's no longer, well, we just got to wait for Byron Jones to come back. You can look at the talent that you have in-house and say, okay, we're going to play zone. We're going to scheme playing zone. A pretty exciting opportunity for the Dolphins. Pretty exciting opportunity for the Dolphins to add another talent piece that is a, should be a core central piece of the Dolphins' defense for years to come. And this is the last thing that I would leave you guys with. If you're upset about moving the one, the first-round pick, go back to the same mentality we had when we brought in Tyreek Hill. And I'll ask you this. What player could you have landed guaranteed to be a successful NFL player in the 20s of the draft, which is likely where that pick is headed because the Rams are falling apart. The 49ers have already swept them. They're chasing the Seahawks. Uh, but even in chasing the Seahawks, and we'll see if the Seattle can, can keep their run up through the second half of the season, the 49ers are 4-4, four and four and they're in a, a wild card position right now. They're probably going to be a playoff team. What player were you going to find there that you would take as a slam dunk, definitive, no questions asked fit for this team? And how would that player help you more than what Bradley Chubb can help you now and for years to come? If you know who that player is, then that's for you to make peace on that player no longer having an opportunity to become a member of the Miami Dolphins, most likely. Most likely. But um, there's, there's going to be a lot of aftermath. There's going to be a lot of film study that's done. We're going to go watch more Brad Chubb here uh, this evening. But the Miami Dolphins have sent a message to us, the fan base, to the team themselves, to the rest of the AFC landscape. We're going to be a problem. So be ready. Be ready to strap up. And I am very, very excited to see what Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips, as your hallmark rushers off the edge, can do with your complementary players in Andrew Van Ginkle and Melvin Ingram and Emmanuel Agba and Christian Wilkins. Because say what you will, he does bring a different kind of talent, and he's scheme diverse, too. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's another guy that you can move all around. But you add that rush piece to some of these rush packages when the Dolphins do stack the line of scrimmage, and um, you can create some really overwhelming results with the height, weight, speed, explosiveness of Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips potentially rushing next to each other as well. I don't think this is a particularly good omen for the long-term outlook of Andrew Van Ginkle as a member of the Miami Dolphins. I don't think this is a, a very good outlook for Cedric Wilson, uh, who, of course, the team signed before they acquired Tyree Kill. I would imagine Cedric Wilson will probably, at the very least, be looking for a new team next offseason. Um, there, there's going to be some peripheral pieces. There, there may be some big changes in, in spots with players who have been glue guys for the last couple of years. But that's for another day. Right now, as we're just processing the results, this is an exciting message to the Dolphins fan base, to the Dolphins team, and to the NFL by general manager Chris Greer and head coach Mike McDaniel. This pass rush group is looking, looking pretty formidable all of a sudden with this move. We will still do Power to the Pod on Wednesday as well. This is our first, going to technically be our first Wednesday episode. Maybe it's your second Tuesday episode. It's up to you when you want to listen. 
But that's the point of emergency podcasts. You get to listen to it whenever you want, and then we're going to go back on our regularly scheduled programming. So Kyle Krabs, fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. Make it a great rest of your day. Let's go Dolphins.